let's go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick What's up, everybody? Jeff Sintel here with DogNation.com. And if you're here, you're on Facebook, you're on YouTube, you're on Twitter, you're here before the hedges with DogNation.com. I'm recruiting reporter Jeff Sintel. We're in our new 6 p.m. time slot. Hopefully, we're catching you guys a little bit later in your day. Maybe you got some more time to hang out with us. Uh, we got a packed show today. We got a lot of things going on, but first and foremost, I want to just thank you all those folks at Kroger, uh, what they do to support our branding and our content here at Dog Nation. It's a great partnership for us. They've been helping me give out $50 gift cards way back in the day on my back porch with the screen door and the barking dog late at night. And for all of you guys that have been with us for that long, I certainly appreciate it. Big shout out to every one of you guys for the support, uh, taking care of our content, watching our content, reading our content, and being a part of everything we do at Dog Nation. And uh, we're so thankful for that partnership at Kroger, which allows us to do that. All right, guys, if you notice the, the kicker, the headline on today's show, we're going to have a, um, another conversation. This is with a 2021 top target, uh, five-star cornerback, Tony Grimes. Uh, he's the nation's number one cornerback for the uh, 2021 cycle. Had an interesting conversation with him uh, earlier this week. Also, is going to be a big story of, uh, on DogNation.com that kind of centers on that conversation as well. Uh, what's also coming on today's show, we're going to have our top targets. We're going to go over our 2021 top targets. There's a little tweak to that board again this week. We're going to go over our, those names that also George is considering hitting a lot of positions. We're going to touch on that recent 24-7 sports and 24-7 sports composite re-ranks. Some of those Georgia 2021 targets are going up and down. We're going to have your online chatter. We're going to have a couple quotes of the week from some of our Dog Nation recruiting stories over the past week. We're going to have an, a leftover interview that we had in the can uh, with Tate Ratledge, Georgia All-American signee Tate Ratledge. It's funny, when, I was, when we were speaking to you guys last week on Before the Hedges, that Cedric Von Prahn Granger story with Herschel Walker, it brought back to my mind's eye about a similar Herschel Walker-related subject there uh, with Tate Ratledge. He's got an interesting, I guess, sidebar or asterisk to his recruiting as well involving the greatest Georgia Bulldog of all time in my mind. That would be Herschel Walker, the goal line stalker, uh, Walker. Uh, for the Bulldogs. Big credit to former Georgia Sports Information Director, Publicist Extraordinaire Dan McGill for that fine nickname there for Herschel Walker. Um, that's what we're going to go through. We're going to have some time for some hurry-up questions as well. Uh, we're going to have a dedicated space inside the first half hour of our show for our Dog Nation Forum members and their questions. And then we're going to come back later on the show. We're going to close it with another, uh, you know, hit me with whatever you got, lightning round of uh, things where I'm going to try to do my best to answer all your questions right now regarding Georgia football, Georgia football recruiting. So with that said, we got a top target list to get to. We're doing something, you know, a little bit different with our hedges format at night, our maybe dognation.com after dark type stuff. Uh, we're going to start now from 12 and work our way down to the number one top target uh, for the 2021 cycle. And with number 12, uh, that's a name who was actually on our uh, program last week at number 12. So Dallas Turner, really Florida and Georgia recruiting him hard. Outside linebacker guy, about six foot four. He wears size 15 feet. 
uh, was named the Broward County uh, 1A through 5A Defensive Player of the Year by the Fort Lauderdale Sun Sentinel. That's something that perks your ears up a little bit because Broward County is a lot of great ball players down that area, a lot of great football programs in that area. And for a junior outside backer uh, who had picked up 15 sacks as a junior to receive that honor, that's pretty big stuff. If you saw the Dog Nation story over the weekend, I believe we profiled Dallas Turner. Actually, he's got a side business. He calls himself, he calls it a hustle. Uh, he bakes stuff. He bakes cupcakes. He bakes brownies. He bakes cakes, confetti cake, red velvet cake, vanilla cake, chocolate cake. Even at a top five of uh, top five of baked goods that he really liked there. So there's Dallas Turner right there coming in at number twelve on our top targets list. Moving up, moving up the list or down the list, however you look at it. Number eleven on our top targets this week is another. Big-time prospect, and I mean big. Micah Morris, if you saw the recent Dog Nation update with him, Micah's now up to about 330, 335, 6'5". There was a bit of a tweak to his recruiting saga, and we reported that last week as well on Dog Nation. Micah Morris, who was going to set to commit on his father's birthday in December, but then that's when all the coordinator changes happened, the line coach changes happened, coaches were coming and going on the merry-go-round of the silly season, and then Micah Morris decided he needed to pump the brakes and hit the reset on his recruiting. Micah's now going to take two more visits, one to Florida, one to Auburn in the month of March, and then he's going to go from a top six, which includes South Carolina, Georgia, Auburn, Florida, Florida State, um, he's going he's gonna to pare that down, take his official visits. I think Florida State and Auburn are the schools that are vying for that final fifth official visit slot. He's going to take his visits early spring, and he's going to make his decision sometime in the summer um, with Micah Morris. Four-star offensive lineman, great athlete. He was a top five uh, offensive lineman, defensive lineman challenge. He was a top five guy um, in the uh, – Top five guy in the Atlanta opening regional last April. He visited Georgia and Florida State uh, in the month of uh, in the month of uh, July. Excuse me, in the month of January for those Junior Day officials. He liked everything at Georgia. He actually had a backstory with Coach Matt Luke from the time he spent as an offensive line camp team camp O line D line in Oxford. So Georgia, he told me when they hired Matt Luke to be the offensive line coach, that was probably the best possible replacement or their best possible, you know, reproduction of that good vibe, good relationship he had with a coach. So Georgia uh, did some work there by bringing in Matt Luke, especially in terms of the Micah Morris recruitment. Um, next on our list, we've got uh, Will Shipley. He's down a little bit from this week because I think that, although I think he's probably, in my mind, the most, the best fit Georgia could have at running back because of the different skill set he has. He has a 4-4 in the 4-4 in the 40, a laser 40. He can run 3.9, 3.94 in the short shuttle. He's got a 4.3 GPA. Uh, he averaged 17 yards per catch as an all-purpose back for a state championship team. It's a very contested recruitment, though. You got Clemson in the mix there. You got Notre Dame in the mix there. Uh, there's also over two dozen members of uh, Will Shipley's family that graduated from North Carolina State, including his immediate family and both parents. Uh, Will Shipley is a five-star all-purpose back on the 24-7 sports composite. Georgia really got in good there and really started to become a factor in his recruitment when Georgia hosted him for the Texas A&M game um, last November. 
Uh, moving on down the list, we've got number 10 on the list, and that's going to be uh, Quentin Somerville. Excuse me, number nine. Let me get my math right. Quentin Somerville. If you guys saw that dognation.com story, you know the particulars. He's from Arizona. He is from Suaro High School, which was the, the school of five-star uh, Georgia uh, signee, cornerback signee, Keely Ringo in the 2020 class. He had a great first visit. Interesting story here because Quentin Somerville's backstory with Georgia goes back to when he was six years old in Arizona watching ball games on TV, seeing A.J. Green make, making big catches, and for some reason it resonated in his brain that that would be a great place to play college football. He always associated Georgia with a big boy, a big-time, big-box college football program. He had an amazing visit to Georgia in, in January. Says Georgia is very likely going to get another unofficial visit as well as an official visit. Um, during his recruiting timeline. So Quentin Somerville, that's a name to know. Really meshed well there with Kirby Smart, meshed well with Dan Lanning, continues to do so. He's got funny story, Keely Ringo, didn't really go too hard in the pain about telling Quentin Somerville about what Georgia was all about. He just kind of gave him one of those, bruh, I just, want you to, I just want you to see it. I want you to know what Georgia's all about. And then he's going to give you that look that's kind of like, I told you so, brah. And that's exactly what happened there. Quentin said it was pretty funny as he, as he recalled that story. Keeley just looked at him and he's like, man, just gave him that look. And he was laughing because Quentin Somerville knew what Keeley Ringo was talking about. He wouldn't have to sell Georgia too hard once he saw it. Coming down the list right now at number eight on our top targets for 2021, you're going to see a running back right there. That is Lavoisier Carroll, out of formerly of Warrington, Georgia, Warren County, Georgia. He is an electric back, kind of that mix between the, the thunder and lightning, the big body, the, the great speed. Lavoisier Carroll's from the Augusta area, but he's now at IMG Academy uh, down in Bradenton, Florida. He's going to take his official visits uh, during the spring. He's going to check out all of the schools. And then he's going to make his decision on, got a specific commitment date in mind. You saw some of that chatter last week where uh, Lavoisier was kind of having fun with folks on social media, wondering if he's going to commit right away. Does he need to go ahead and commit? Be very interesting to watch Lavoisier Carroll. He was you know, really the school that offered him first and recruited him the hardest was South Carolina. South Carolina even drew a commitment from Lavoisier Carroll for a time. But then when bigger schools like Ohio State, Georgia uh, kind of jumped into the mix and started recruiting him just as hard as the Gamecocks. He saw the need to open his recruitment back up. He's been to Georgia a lot of times. Georgia's going to have a very interesting look in its 2021 class. Still think they're going to take two running backs, but I think they're going to have to figure out which is the best two, and it might, quite frankly, be the first two big names that wish to commit to be a part of the 2021 class uh, to figure out that running back spot because you're going to see a couple more running back names in the pecking order right now in our top targets. Um, speaking of running backs, we got a three-pack coming at you. Bang, bang, bang. Lavoisier Carroll was the first. Next one up is Evan Pryor. Evan Pryor recently named his top six. He included Georgia in his top six. Really, to me, feels like from his indications that it's really a top three right now with Ohio State, Penn State, and Georgia. Uh, he's going to take some official visits as well. He wants to have his decision done during the summer as well. Georgia had another strong visit. He's been to Georgia a lot of times. Uh, was there for junior days. He's the guy that tells me he can really cook up, cook up, excuse
excuse me, uh, whip up some dope chicken and waffles. He thinks of himself as a breakfast guy. If he had to impress a future Miss North Carolina, he would cook her some breakfast to show him he's not he's a little bit more than a jock football player. I think Evan Pryor ranks as the nation's number seven running back. Got great speed. He's kind of more of that really quick lightning type guy that, you know, make a move and be gone in a blur type guy in the class of 2021. Like young Will Shipley, he's another running back from North Carolina. Next up on the board, we're going to another in-state running back. Like a lot of things about Cody Brown, he plays at Parkview. He really turned the 2021 playoffs into his own showcase. He has a 4.0 GPA. He's never made a B in his life. Georgia is one of the, the top schools coming after him. He, he likes the relationship there with Del McGee. It's about 220, 225. And quite frankly, before Kendall Milton arrived in Athens as an early enrollee, Cody Brown was already as big as, as anybody in the Georgia backfield. He played his junior year at about 220, 225. Had some great games in the playoffs. Really impressed folks a lot. Cody Brown not, doesn't have any sort of specific timeline. And when we get around to telling his story on dognation.com, I'm going to give him high marks for off the field and character for what he's all about and his makeup. Again, if you see a trend here with a lot of these Georgia Bulldog targets, a lot of these guys are going to have the high GPAs. A lot of these guys are going to be excelling in the classroom because that's simply a barometer and something Georgia's looking for now with a lot of their elite targets. Um, next on the list, we're going number three. On our 2021 top targets for 2021, excuse me, number five, got a little ahead of myself. Uh, that's Tony Grimes. You're going to hear from Tony Grimes a little bit later in the program. Nation's number one cornerback for the class of 2021. He's out of uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia, kind of that area. The 757, very motivated young man. Um, he sees himself as a guy that uh, can come in right away and wants to play early, wants to go somewhere where he can be developed, wants to go somewhere where he can be challenged. He is also going to be an early enrollee in the class of 2021 as well. Next on our list, I think we're going to have another quarter, cornerback here. This is a guy that has some Georgia ties. He grew up in the Atlanta area. That is Isaiah Johnson out of Bluefield, West Virginia. Uh, Isaiah Johnson is one of those guys. He, he qualified for the opening as a junior. Uh, as a rising junior, did very well out in Frisco, Texas, was on the was on the the seven on seven championship team with guys like Jalen Kimber, Noah Sewell. Uh, when you get picked to go to a elite opening camp when you're just a junior, that is the that's the cream of the crop. Those are the top tier guys. He was also in town for Georgia for a junior day visit. He visited along with Tony Grimes in Athens, and those two guys buddied up as well. And I'm told uh, by sources on, around, all around that situation that they're giving pretty strong consideration to trying to find a spot to where they can play together because they want to play with another elite corner on the other side for their college experience. Isaiah Johnson, I'm going to tease something that's coming up later in the show. We're going to take a look at the recent reevaluations and the re-ranks for 24-7 sports and which Georgia Bulldog targets went up and went down. Interesting news there with Isaiah Johnson as well. Uh, you got two cornerbacks. Before that, you had three running backs. Uh, the next position that's coming up right there for Georgia is going to be a uh, going to be a uh, running. Excuse me, going to be a in the class of 2021. The next position you're going to have coming up there is going to be an offensive lineman at number three. That is a Marius Mims, the five star out of Cochrane, Georgia. That's Blakely County. Those Royals. Uh, what, what can you say about him other than he is a prototype future left tackle type target? Georgia's been in 
on him in a big way for quite some time. Uh, George was his public leader. Then Sam Pittman went to Arkansas. LSU and Arkansas, excuse me, LSU and um, Alabama kind of eked ahead, but then Georgia took another, got, in, got him in town for another junior day visit. He was there when the elite wide receiver Mario Williams was in town, when Brock Vandegrift was in town. A story that comes to my mind about Amarius Mims is the first time Brock Vandegrift met Amarius Mims. Uh, they were on the Georgia campus, and Kirby Smart pointed to Amarius Mims and pointed to Brock, and he said, that guy's going to be blocking for you in college one day trying to sow the seeds right there. And it could very well come true because Brock Vandegrift is committed to Georgia and Amarius Mims has Georgia in his top group of schools in the class of 21. Moving up to top targets list right here. Let's take a look at another one of our top targets for 2021. That's the number two guy on this list. He also benefited from a recent re-rank from 24-7 Sports. That's Barrett Carter. Call him Mr. Carter a lot because he plays like a grown man on the football field. Very instinctual, very physical, very fast player. The young man out of North Gwinnett is a bulldog at North Gwinnett. He trains, does speed training, does agility training with a lot of DBs at North Gwinnett and around the Gwinnett County area. He's one of those true three-down linebackers. He's a guy that's going to be about 6'2", about 215 pounds. Uh, Georgia was a school that made it very clear to him that he was a priority during his junior day visit. He also visited Auburn. Ohio State is a factor in his recruitment as well. Georgia Tech, he recently released a top 11 as well through his social media cap. Barrett Carter, a big potential piece for Georgia in his 2021 recruiting class. That leads us to the number one target. A little bit of news over the weekend about James Williams. Five-star. One, one of the things I like about James Williams, besides his leadership, besides his range at safety, uh, is the young man who's now transferred from Western High School to American Heritage for his senior year. Is uh, Everywhere you read, everywhere you see, he's listed as a six-foot-five uh, safety. Not really. First time I met him, he says, I'm really, not really that tall. I'm only about 6'4 and a lot of change, but not quite 6'5. Love players that are proud enough and confident enough in their abilities to just be honest and not try to embellish anything that, that doesn't want the first time they meet a coach to be a disappointment by making themselves out to be bigger or taller than they actually are. I thought it was interesting when he released his top three. A lot of Miami Hurricane fans were disappointed because when he included his other two schools with his, in his top three, there was Clemson, there was Alabama, and there was Georgia. Georgia continues to be the school that gets him on campus for visits. Um, he was in back for another junior day. There are clear, strong ties between the staff and also the players on the Georgia team in the 2021 class. And he's there because we don't cover, we don't write about, we don't evaluate, we don't see a lot of safeties with his true ball skills. I think one of the common misconceptions there with James Williams is that, hey, that dude's going to eventually be an inside linebacker, an outside linebacker because he's so big. Uh, when you see him compete against elite athletes, I remember the pylon at, at national championships in Atlanta last May. I watched him for about nine minutes, and I saw him making plays all over the field. I saw him helping his teammates, and I saw him pick off about three balls in about nine minutes. This is a young man that feels he can be a safety and has the desire and the ability to be a safety at the college level, no matter how tall he is. And I keep coming back to it. Safeties are not that big. That's going to be out of the range of the normal safety, even the elite NFL draft picks. But when you start bringing in six foot seven tight ends like Darnell Washington, Eric Gilbert, Theo Johnson, 
those big body tight ends that have receiver skills. Going to be hard for a six foot two linebacker to cover him. Going to be hard for a six foot one corner to cover him. That's why you need a safety with that size and length like James Williams to kind of be a neutralizer for a potential game changer tight end. All these nouveau, new wave tight ends that are coming across right now. And with that, we're at our 15 minute mark, 16 minute mark. That puts us at the end of our top targets uh, for the 2021 class. Um, Hope you guys uh, had a chance to, to kind of see what was going on there. Uh, going to be some ebb and flow right now. Uh, top targets, and this is my buddy Brandon Adams' favorite part. We're going to call this, Connor, always the Clark County phone book section, where these are not just the only 12 targets Georgia's going after right now. There's a list of names that were kind of just off the cusp of being that top target mix of a fit, mutual attraction, and also game-breaking ability. Um, there's a lot of other names, especially everybody's wondering where the wide receiver's at. Where are the tackles at? Where are the other players on the board? Where are the tight ends at? Let's take a look at those honorable mention, those guys just off the top targets list for 2021. You see Brock Bowers right there. He had a huge leap in the 24-7 sports ranking. You see Isaiah Brevard. That's a wide receiver out out of Mississippi. Terrence Ferguson, the Georgia peach of an offensive lineman out of Peach County. Jordan Hancock out of North Gwinnett. That's uh. Barrett Carter's teammate, actually, at North Gwinnett, a prized cornerback in the 2021 class. Shmael Monden Jr. out of Paulden County. We're going to write about him fairly soon on dognation.com. Got an interesting aspect to his story as well. You keep looking down the list. There's Chaz Chambliss out of Carrollton. Uh, Tim Keenan out of Birmingham, Alabama. That's a defensive tackle. Mario Williams, a name that probably if Georgia wasn't so Scattered, smothered, and covered at the wide receiver position in 2020 with the seven, excuse me, the five signees they had for the receiver position. Mario Williams and Brock Bowers, those two guys might be the guys that are closest to cracking that top 12 top targets list. Let me leave you with another name. Javari Ritzy right there on that board. That guy's out of North Carolina. He runs track. He runs the indoor. He throws the discus. He throws the shot. He runs the 200, he runs the 4x200 relays for his high school team. And that guy's about 6'4", about 265 as well. He's a guy that would fit in well for that three technique, five technique look right there for Georgia. He had a great visit to Georgia in January as well, Mr. Ritzy out of uh, North Carolina. And Javari tells me he's going to come back in April for another unofficial visit to make sure all those good vibes that he felt and he, he realized and he kind of processed from that Georgia visit we're going to be true. We're going to be even stronger on the second time. There you have it right there. That's the top targets, and that's also the Clark County phone book of all those other guys that we see as major targets for Georgia at this point in the 2021 class. That's our, that was our version 5.0 list already of the 2021 year about the top targets we see for the class of 2021. And now, we told you we had, a, we had another interview coming. Uh, this is a uh, snippet, just a little tease, guys, of a conversation I had uh, just this week with five-star cornerback Tony Grimes. Tony Grimes is out of Virginia Beach, Virginia. He's the number one cornerback for the class of 2021. I know Georgia fans will hear that and go, Jeff, is it possible that Georgia can sign the number one corner in 2020, Keely Ringo? And then come back again in the next cycle with the number one cornerback in the 2021 class. I'm going to let you listen to this audio interview. I'm going to let you judge for yourself and see whether it already seems like to you that Tony Grimes is feeling a certain type of way about the Georgia program. Uh, And I saw you at FIFA 50, and you basically put it into terms, paraphrasing, that 
that Georgia visit better go great or you were going to bump them off the list or they were, going to, they were not going to rise up the list. Yes, uh, that's true. In, you, in your own words, how did, that, how did that visit go for you and how did it maybe change the way you looked at Georgia and maybe you were recruiting a little bit? Well, I'll tell you, I'm glad to take that visit. That visit was amazing. And that visit was so good that I added them to my official visit to, on one of my official visits. You, is it Georgia right now and who else? Texas A&M, are those the two that have officials right now? Georgia, Texas A&M, Clemson, and Penn State. But, it, but um, anything can happen right, as of right now. When are you going to take your officials? Any in the spring or during the summer? The um, actually, me and my dad are still thinking about that right now. Where did the December 1st date come from? Is that just a, at the end of the season you'll know when you'll have seen everybody, or why did you pick that date? Honestly, I'm not going to lie. Um, I was on Instagram. The next thing you is the pump popped in my head. It was like, I'm going to commit December 1st, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to commit December 1st. You're going to enroll early, right? Yeah, yes. What number do you wear, Tony? I wear number one right now. Any certain reason why, except it's just the cleanest digit, number one? Cleanest digit. Well, I'm not going to lie, like, I always thought, like, number one, was, like, that was a GOAT number. Like, all the GOATs, the real ones, were number one. So when I got to high school, my freshman year, I won number one. I got number one, and I wear it throughout the season, throughout my years in high school. Tony, now, uh, if they would have had a number zero, I would have most definitely got a number zero. <laughs> uh, what was it like hanging out with Isaiah there? Uh, that's interesting. You don't see the number one and number two or forget ranking, bump the ranking. You guys are just two great players. I mean. Is there is there something working where you guys are having a dialogue about playing together possibly? Um yes, yes there is, but who knows? But it, it was amazing hanging out with him. Um, he's a really great player, but at the same time, him he's a really great person. You know, a person to come and talk to and stuff like that, and not just about football, about anything. Was there a moment in your official visit in Georgia where it may be the drop the mic moment or the oh wow me moment? What would you say was the most eye-opening part of that visit where you knew maybe? Uh, it was different when I talked to Coach Warren and Coach Kirby Smart. Them two right there, those are the greatest in the game right now. One of the one of these greatest in the game right now. What do you think is the best thing you like about Georgia right now? Just the coaching staff, Coach Warren and Coach Kirby Smart. Like that's mm-hmm. the one main thing that like like when I think of Georgia is Coach Kirby Smart and Coach Warren, the two best DB. Well, one of the best, well, the two, one, the two of the best DBs in the um, in the college game right now. What do you think about what Georgia's building at defensive backs? They signed the number one corner, Ely, from a year ago. DeAndre Baker's in the league. He won the Thorpe. What do you think about what Georgia's doing with a, a you know, Kirby was an old former safety. What do you think about Georgia's doing with the defensive back position now? Oh, they're doing real good. They're doing real good. They're trying to build that thing to be a DBU. They're trying to make that secondary unbelievable. And I love that they're doing that. That's what, I mean, honestly, the DBs win games. DBs, to me, DBs win games. Tony, what, what do you think people don't get about you? You know, there's a lot of stories starting to come up about you, a lot of headlines. What do you think more people would notice about you besides your rankings and all, the, all this other stuff? What do you think matters to you? The, um, the hard work I put in, the work I put in when the camera's not on day and night. It's the work because this stuff is not easy. Um, you, you have to put a lot of work and dedication in the game. Tony, what do you think you're looking for in a college? If you had to look for your, a recipe of things that are going to matter to you, that are important, what do you think that's going to be for you? Um, player development. 
player development, most definitely the um, DB's coach to the strength and conditioning coach. I want a program, like, I want the program to, like, have the coaches that know what it takes to be in the league and push me to that point, like, break me in and make me have everything I need to know until I went, everything I need to know to get to that next level. Four and a half minutes there with uh, Tony Grimes, nation's number one cornerback. Things to like about this guy. Great great point average, 3.8, wants to enroll early. You heard him mention in our that snippet of our interview right there, heard him mention he was visiting with Isaiah. That was the number at the time. He was the number two cornerback in the country, Isaiah Johnson. Uh, they were visiting together. They speak about playing together, potentially playing together with another five-star in the 2021 class, Jaquincy Mitt. McChristry, that's out of Pinson Valley in Pinson Valley, Alabama. Uh, another huge talent. McChristry is a big basketball player as well. Uh, certainly an SEC type basketball player uh, prospect as well um, in the 2021 in the 2021 class. It is not going to happen where Jaquincy, Tony, and Isaiah Johnson hate to spoil all your greed is good just a little bit more thought bubbles going through everybody's heads right now. There's no way Georgia's going to get all three of those guys in the 2021 class, but I do think they might get two. They could probably get, potentially get two, depending on how everything everything shakes out. Um, We're going to ask a couple questions right now. This is going to time that we've saved for some of our members of our Dog Nation forum. Uh, our members only in the Dog Nation forum, forum.dognation.com. If you're not a member, we got lots of interaction, lots of engagement in there. We just retired a thread on the 2020 recruiting class, which had almost 2 million views uh, across. I think that originated maybe about 24 months, 20 months prior to signing days in, in February and, and December for the 2020 class. But uh, we asked, we had polled a couple of our Dog Nation forum members for a couple questions right now. We're going to put, I don't know, a couple minutes on the board right now. I'm going to take, I'm going to answer a couple of these questions right now. The first one's from CV Cashville Dog. I'm going to call him the Patched Man. Uh, uh, Cashville Dog wants to know, what's the 2021 running back board look like and how confident am I that Georgia takes two guys? I think two is going to be the number, especially when you consider what potentially might happen with the pro prospects of uh, Zamir White and also uh, James Cook. Uh, Georgia right now, they, they have the, those two guys. They have Kenny McIntosh. Now they have Dejon Edwards, and they have Kendall Milton as five scholarship running backs in the class. They don't have a dependable guy like Prather Hudson anymore at this time because he was in the transfer portal. As, a, as that other running back that they brought with them, they usually travel with six running backs, and Prather became that super special teamer for the Bulldogs right there. I do think that they do take two at this time, and they're, look, they're looking for a specific combination in Georgia – at the running back position is not going to have any trouble taking in two quality running backs. Seems like there's a, an elite group of guys. There's Cody Brown, there's Lavoisier Carroll, there's Will Shipley, there's Evan Pryor. I think Georgia would be, would be well served to at least get a signature and a commitment from one of those guys and maybe potentially two of those guys in that top group, which, is, which are the ones that Dell McGee goes after every year. He only goes after the best of the best. Another question from our Dog Nation forum is about Nyland Green. Nyland Green plays out of uh, uh, Newton High School. That's in Covington. Uh, same high school program, the Rams, which produced Jeremiah J.J. Holloman. 
Uh, and he is what you, everything you'd look for in a cornerback. Georgia's always been in there with him. Uh, six, I remember when he was a freshman, sophomore at Newton, he already was 6'1", 6'2", with the longest arms you've ever seen. Well, now Mr. Green's put on a suit of armor, so to speak, in terms of the weight room. He's changed his body a lot. He looks like a physical grown man, even though he's got another year to go. Recent rankings from 24-7 sports certainly uh, – certainly verify and lend credence to that fact because Nyland Green, another in-state Georgia target from Newton High School, those Rams, man, Alabama's been after him. I mean, he's going to be an elite cornerback target in the 2021 class. There's no doubt about that. And then Georgia's going to have to look at a lot of names up at the top. You know, there, there, there are other guys like Corey Collier and, and down in South Florida. We've mentioned Isaiah, Don, Isaiah Johnson and Tony Grimes a lot already on this program. But Georgia's going to really – another position they're going to do very well in the 2021 class, it seems like, and always make an emphasis when you look at names like they could be leaving the program. Yes, sure, Georgia signed Jalen Kimber and Keith Ringo is elite corner types in the 2020 class, but DJ Daniel, he's only got one more year left of eligibility. Mark Webb, same thing for that. Um, Eric Stokes, one season of eligibility. Right now, Tyson Cable, you look at those names, Georgia's top four cornerbacks could be matriculating on to the, matriculating on to the NFL after the 2020 season. So there's definite needs, definite holes in the depth chart, which Georgia can point to, and they could try to plug with names like uh, Tony Grimes, Isaiah Johnson, Nylon Green in the 2021 class. A um, couple questions right there from our Dog Nation forum. About this time, halftime of our program, I'd like to take a minute uh, and try to practice my inner Brandon Adams. Let me, let me take a gander at one of these reads right now. Uh, now through March 1st, you got three-day digital deals at Kroger. Kroger has some great deals coming up for you to start saving. Beginning next Wednesday, that's February the 26th, download the digital coupons on Kroger's app or Kroger.com for savings on Lay's Party Chips or smoked sausage, you can redeem those in store Friday, February the 28th to March the 1st. Krogering is still a verb in my household, going Krogering, doing the click list, pulling into that lane. I know my wife Erin really loves that a lot, but uh, that's something that some intel on what's coming on down the track with Kroger next week with their digital deals. Uh, now, remember when I said earlier in the program, kind of teased it a little bit. Last week, we had Cedric Von Prahn Granger, great interview, and we're working to get that up on your favorite podcast for, forum or, or, or outlet or podcast platform in the near future. You heard me drop a little thing right there. We're going to work where efforts are underway to turn this Before the Hedges podcast, Before the Hedges live stream that shows up on Wednesday night now into a regular podcast. We'll put it on the same SoundCloud platform. Hopefully it will appear on the um, iTunes store eventually. But we're going to start making some of this recruiting content become available for everyone out there in a podcast format. If you guys like that, trying to listen to what you folks say about what we can do better in Dog Nation, what can be, we can do better for our viewers and readers and consumers of our content in 2020. I heard podcast, podcast, podcast. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to try and turn this show each week into a podcast, and then we're going to try and drop at least another time each week. We're going to try and turn some of our interviews, some of our conversation with guys, conversations with guys like Tony Grimes and Cedric Von Prahn Granger, Evan Pryor, Dallas Turner, folks like that in the 2021 recruiting cycle. Turn those into conversations, which will also appear on the Before the Hedges podcast as well. So those of you guys that are clamoring for it, hold your horses. Just sit steady. 
what's coming down the track. Uh, everybody here at Dog Nation is working to bring you some of that recruiting information in a different and more easier to consume format going forward in 2020 right there. So we should have exciting stuff on the way right now. But last week we had Cedric Von Prong Granger, SVPG, and he gave us a Herschel Walker story, how Herschel Walker actually knew his name. And it kind of triggered something in me. One of those interviews that I had sitting back and waiting in the can a little bit, this one was with Georgia all-American signee Tate Ratlitch from the All-American Bowl out in Texas. That's when everybody was wondering about what's that class going to finish like? How many five stars is Georgia going to end up with? Well, Georgia did quite well finishing with the nation's number one class, but he had a Herschel Walker story of his own. And I want you guys to listen to Tate Ratlitch. Check out our video with Tate right there for a great Herschel Walker flashback story with Tate Ratlitch. Tell me your Herschel Walker story. Uh, he was sitting over there by the side of the, or on the field, and there was a big old long line or whatever. I just walked over there and started talking. I was like, I'm going to get a picture with him, whatever. It's Herschel Walker. It's cool. So I went over there, and we ended up having a conversation about probably about five, ten minutes, and just told him that that's where I was. I was going to Georgia, and he's like, he basically told me he wished he had a line like me when he was there. He looked like me. Do you ever look at that picture and go, I'm that much bigger than Herschel Walker? I mean, is that, that must be weird. This well, I, I, I guess I never really noticed it because I, I, I'm big. But everybody's comments were like, Herschel Walker, Walker's not little, but I know he's big, but I never realized how tall he was until like I looked it up. It was, he's over six foot, ain't he? Yeah, he's 6'2", 225. Yeah, and I was like, oh, wow, I do make him look small. And yeah, I thought it was kind of came full circle when you you make your recommitment announcement. I guess would you call it that a recommitment announcement, or what would you call? I just say affirming to other people that I am signing to stop asking me questions about it. Oh yeah, so it was the Heisman pose announcement. <laughs> Leave me alone. You, can you tell me the genesis of kind of where that came from? I was just looking through my photos. Like, I mean, I guess it'll have more pop to it if I have a picture with it or something. But I was just looking through it. And I saw that picture. I was like, I'm definitely using that one. Why do you think Matt Luke is the guy to still coach you? Great personality. He spent a whole day with me, and I love the guy. Me and him made a better rela- a better relationship than I have with any other coach that fast. Did you know, like, you know, you ever seen those date movies where they say you had me at a low? Did you know that this was a guy you could play for 10 minutes of talking to him, or did you have to see him practice and work the guy? Uh, I knew. I knew pretty much right off the bat within like probably 30 minutes of conversation within like 30 minutes of conversation just his personality just how personable he was with me like keeping away from football wanting to get to know me my family my friends that was a big part of it um what will be your mindset when you come into Georgia go in there go to work don't let anybody get in my way Who's somebody in the class that I asked the guys in Orlando this? Who do you think loves Georgia the most in the group text thread, in the group chat? Like, who were who was coming back on you to make sure you were good after you know Coach Payton made that move he had to make? Uh, Kendall, Kendall, right off the bat, he texted me. He's like, "Yo, what you doing?" I was like, "I don't know. I got to meet this new coach." Mikel texted me. So they worried, huh? Because you were like one of those guys, a pillar. Of the class, and all of a sudden, Tate's a little wobbly here, right? <laughs> yeah, as soon as that happened, Kendall texted me and said, you're not leaving, are you? I said, I don't know right now. I was just taking my time with it and need to meet the coach. He's like, I don't understand that. I think Kendall, I call him the ninja. He, he doesn't put it out there on social media, but it seems like he is the guy that really wants a big class and really works to keep Yeah, he class. does a lot of uh, behind-the-scenes stuff. He'll text him or whatever, not put it out there, but he does a lot. 
That's fun right there. It was fun listening. That story about Tate, and I, I, we, he came full circle with it as well when he made his recommitment or he called it a reaffirmation move with the Georgia Bulldogs. Everybody would quit calling him and talking to him about Hey, are you still going to sign with Georgia? He kind of put it to rest, and he did it with a GOAT edit, a GOAT tweet with the GOAT of Georgia football. That would be Herschel Walker, uh, the size of those two guys, side by side. You know, Tate's about 6'6 six, six, six and some change, about 325, 330. Uh, and, and Herschel's still 6'2". 230. Looks like he could still win MMA fights. Looks like he could still get about five or ten carries in anyone's backfield right now. He's in that such good a shape. And very interesting kind of seeing that and how Tate uh, had a great story with Herschel Walker from his recruitment from G-Day in 2019. And then how he put all those flip worries. Is is Georgia in trouble with Tate Ratledge? Rumors to rest right there. Great interview. I had that in my back pocket just looking for a time to break it out. But Wanted to make sure you guys got to see a sense of Tate right there. Also kind of funny, uh, not kind of funny, but unique how that quick first impression that Matt Luke made on him as well. You saw some pretty uh, clear and to the point comments right there from uh, Tate Ratledge about that right there. And also, do you, you hear that part at the end where he talked about Kendall always working behind the scenes? He was always the guy making sure everybody's good in the class. Same things Keely Ringo told me about, about, about Kendall Milton as well. Kendall Milton, guys, he's, he's big, he's fast, he's highly rated, but going to be a great ambassador, going to care about Georgia, going to care about his brothers, wanted to surround himself with the best possible players he possibly could to make a run at those natties for three years, four years during his time at, in the Georgia program right there. It was a good little glimpse of uh, Tate right there. I wanted to make sure you guys could see. Uh, at this point, uh, we're going to do some online chatter. It's what we saw over the web and over the internet the last few days, last week since our last show that kind of caught our eye. Um, it's the things, you know, where we try to show you those social element to our coverage, what everybody's saying. First one I want to bring to you is uh, – I'm a sucker for this. Reading with the kids. Let's look at let's look at Lad McConkey. Um, that was in Chatsworth. Um, great friend of the show, Jamie Goodman. Um, his wife is a uh, elementary school teacher there in Murray County. And Lad made time to read, come by her classroom and read to her first grade class and. Pretty fitting, I would say, that uh, he reads The Magician's Hat. That's the novel by former Georgia wide receiver Malcolm Mitchell right there. You see, you see Ladd already doing things like that in his community. When you're from Chatsworth, you're from North Murray High School, and you sign with the Georgia Bulldogs, kind of get quasi-celebrity status. I think McConkie's only about maybe four or five touchdown catches away in his freshman year for running for mayor of uh, Chatsworth, Georgia, if he keeps up with making good moves and good deeds in his community quite like that. Next little uh, piece of online uh, chat I want to point you guys to is David Daniel. That's the four-star athlete in the 2021 class. Um, for uh, he's a, he committed to Georgia. Check out this tweet. He dropped this one today after a workout at Woodstock High School in Woodstock, Georgia. He was um, basically went to his uh, gym, walking out of the weight room, throws down an, a dunk off the glass. I would be very impressed if David Daniel did that after leg day. 
for Woodstock High School, working out every day. College coaches are coming by Woodstock High School of all places now to come check out David Daniel as well. When you, when you listen really closely to the grapevine and what's happening on the trail, you see a guy like David Daniel already working very hard for Georgia as one of the leaders of the program, leaders of the class for 2021, especially on the defensive side of the ball. It's promised one of the things that we uh, we wanted to get to in this program as we saw today was a big re-rank guy re-rank day for 24 7 sports um, we had a chance to take a look at some of the rankings and this is what jumped out to us on 24 7 sports along with what it did to the 24 7 sports composite these are the things that kind of caught our eye right now let's look at the composite re-ranks right now and you know for those who don't know what the 24 7 sports composite is it's an algorithm where they take proprietary uh, their proprietary methods and they've developed a formula that takes a little bit of the ESPN ranking, a little bit of the, of the rivals ranking in their own 24-7 sports ranking. They stir it all up and they spit out a ranking which is the average of the three major recruiting services. We think it's the most universal and best guide post out there for those that want to check in on the recruiting rankings of these guys, let's spit through a bunch of these right now. You see Barrett Carter, he was number 100. He moves up to number 53, still rated as an outside linebacker. I look for that number to continue to drop for uh, Barrett Carter as he's going to go higher and higher up the rankings. Ajayi Hall, he actually lost the star. He's down to number 65 overall in the composite. Brock Bowers, the guy that took a huge leap. You guys saw his words about his recent Georgia visit in January. He moves up some... 70, 80 spots from number 52 on the composite to number 72, 6'3", 215 pounds, average 28 yards per reception. Here's the key Bauer stat for me, is he caught 39 balls as a junior in 2019, and 14 of those went for touchdowns. You see Micah Morris, that big giant out of Camden County, drops about 36 slots down to number, number 78. David Daniel drops to number 82. Evan Pryor, the running back, also on the top targets list. He's up from number 87 slightly. Quentin Somerville uh, drops a little bit from 76 to 87. And Nylon Green, that's one of our Dog Nation 4 members who were on the point and astute enough to ask us about that. He moved up. Uh, from number 225 on the composite to number 135. So that's just kind of the effect uh, of how the composite looks, and that was triggered by the cause, and that's when 24-7 sports dropped their pure, singular 24-7 sports rating on a lot of these guys. And there's some up and downs right there for some of Georgia's 2021 targets. Let's take a look at that right now. You see, uh, you know, maybe one of the headliners right there is Schmall Munden Jr. He went up, uh, he went up 39 spots to number 18. You see Nylon Green went from number 193 overall in the country to number 27 on 24-7 sports. You see Georgia's five-star quarterback Brock Vandegrift. He fell nine spots to the number 31 overall prospect. Uh, for those of you that wonder about if that's the sort of thing that happens when a quarterback is steadfastly committed and is a lead, pop, lead pipe lock and not going anywhere, has something to do with that. I'm not going to argue that generally there's a trend of rankings dropping a little bit once guys commit. Um, 
Jordan Hancock, that we mentioned him earlier out of North Gwinnett High School, he went up 211 spots to number 45 overall. Makes him an elite cornerback in the country right now. Think about Auburn there, Clemson there. I think Ohio State has definitely made an impression on Mr. Hancock as well, along with the Georgia Bulldogs. And Quentin Somerville on the Pure 24-7 Sports Composite dropped uh, from number 49 to number 59. Another slide of interest to us, we're going to rattle off some names really fast. Brock Bowers goes up 152 spots. Barrett Carter went up uh, 147 slots to number 74. We mentioned earlier how Micah Morris dropped. Uh, Evan Pryor took a took a big jump up to number 97 overall. Ajayi Hall, he fell a lot. He went from the number 12 overall prospect on 24-7 sports. He fell 88 spots down to number 101. And finally, we have about three more names for you right there, as we noticed as we were perusing those 24-7 sports re-rankings. We have a couple of other guys. Isaiah Johnson, that's who a guy who was once the number two corner in the country. Still, I think, number four or five on our top targets list this week. Took a 98-spot tumble down to 107. David Daniel fell to number 132. That's a 68-slot decrease there for uh, David Daniel right there. And uh, Dallas Turner, the guy that likes to make baked cakes and baked goods in his spare time, he took almost a 140-spot leap up to number 142 overall. It's a good look right there at your 24-7 uh, sports re-ranks that we thought were interesting. Now, as a part of our show, we're going to try to add a, some new wrinkles every week. We had an audio interview this week. We had a you know a video interview this week from the archives a little bit with Tate Ratledge. I want to take you to Dallas Turner. That's the guy that we just brought up right there. He made a huge leap on the pure 24-7 sports rankings. Uh, this is a quote here from Dallas Turner describing, you saw this on the pages of dognation.com on Saturday, I believe. Dallas Turner describing his first real pure unofficial visit to Georgia. He said, I'd never really been on an unofficial visit like that. It was my favorite visit so far. I really sat down with the coaches and broke down the defenses they had been running and how they would use me. We broke down my strengths, my weaknesses, and how I could better myself. That was good, but then listen to what he said about the visit with Kirby Smart. Coach Kirby happens a lot because these prospects ask Smart to call him by Kirby. Not Coach, not Coach Smart, not Sir. Call him Kirby. So Coach Kirby talked to me about football and life after football and also just putting myself in the right places to be successful, just to network myself. That's big with Kirby Smart right now. He speaks to these recruits about your brand and how if you choose to play for Georgia, the network of Georgia alums, Kirby Smart himself being a Georgia graduate, it's going to be a great opportunity for young men in the state of Georgia as well. And then he made it clear, Dallas Turner, he said what he likes best about Georgia. And I think this is one of those where people will really look at and go, hmm, Georgia clearly made an impression here. But he said the people they produce and develop to get to the NFL. That's what he said he likes best about Georgia. The tradition and also how they carry themselves as a team. They are dogs. Emphasis on dogs. Really, they are just dogs, man. Georgia is them dogs. Dallas Turner. Seems like Florida and Georgia are recruiting him the hardest right now. Really enjoyed his first uh, visit that he took by himself to Georgia. Uh, previously, he went with a bunch of teammates on like a summer you know, campus barnstorming tour. Dallas Turner, one of our two quote, quotables of the week here on the Hedges. The other one is Brock Bowers, that tied in out of Napa in Napa, California. Uh, six foot three, now he's 225. He ran a 455 laser with a 40 inch vertical leap. Uh, he said about Georgia. First thing he likes is just the location to start with. It's the place where I would live around the football program. 
when I'm not on the on a football field in the classroom, I want to be in somewhere that I would like to live. That's one of his key indicators that he's looking for. The second thing he's looking for is just a good program, like a winning program. It has got to be good. And then the culture of the program and the overall vibe around the school. He said he really liked Georgia. Athens reminded me a lot of Napa, like the vibe around the town and everything. That was cool. Uh, he said it was hard to explain why he liked the visit so much. He kept coming back to the word vibe. Um, and uh, the main thing is he said everyone seemed like they wanted to be there. That was the main thing I took away from all that. It was just a very good visit. There you have Brock Bowers. You have, you have uh, Dow Dallas Turner as well, two guys that are big in the uh, 2021 class, uh, big targets for Georgia. And now come to the part of our show where we're going to go hurry up. Hit me with those questions. I'm gonna, let me jump on Facebook. Let me jump on YouTube, and let's see what we can do to give you guys about – Five good closing minutes of uh, anything you want to know about Georgia football and Georgia recruiting. Yeah, Joel Moody, you're right right there. He did average 28 yards per catch, and he caught, caught 39 balls, too, his junior year as well. Everybody's watching the... Uh, Everybody's watching. I'm sure the uh, they're watching the getting ready to watch some Georgia basketball as well. Um, remember, folks, got a comment on Facebook. I'd be glad to answer your question. Uh, Cody Taylor is like, who would I say is the must-have in the 2021 class? Well, uh, Cody, I'm going to be very respectful to that list. I think James Williams is a must-have for Georgia in the 2021 class. Um, he is just a guy that there are not a lot of players in college football quite like him. He's an elite number one safety in the country. Georgia will have to restock the safety position in 2021. Richard LeCount will be out of, will be out of um, eligibility after the 2020 season. Uh, James Williams seems like another leader, great leader, great playmaker, size, ability, ball skills, um, really supports his teammates well. Uh, he, James Williams, to me, seems like one of those pro, one of those matchup problems, a guy that can cover a lot of the field with that size and length, tough physical player as well. Um, Barrett Carter is another guy. He's number two for a reason. I think Barrett Carter would be an indispensable part of this class for Georgia. The, the vibes I get from Barrett Carter, been that way for about six to eight months now, are the same type of vibes where Georgia was trying to get a Nicobe Dean in the class, a Noah Sewell in the class. Uh, those are the type of players that just stand apart to me a little bit about how they handle themselves on and off the field. Future team leader type. You go look at his film. He could play a safety. He could play a corner. I remember I, I heard from, that the coaching staff at North Gwinnett were going to match up Eric, Eric Gilbert and uh, Barrett Carter in the playoffs if North Gwinnett would have won more, one more game in advanced. Um, Marius Mims, another tackle. He'd probably be number one on any other uh, board that we'd put together for top targets, if not for the fact Georgia just really did a strong job in 2020 with Tate Ratledge and with Tate Ratledge and with Broderick Jones in the 2020 class in terms of tackles. Uh, Paul McClellan, I feel great about the receivers coming in. I think, uh, man, there's a thin line between a lot of them. A lot of them think that, first of all, the guy I think will be the most instant impact guy, that, that's going to be Jermaine Burton. The guy I think everybody's sleeping on and not paying enough attention to is Justin Robinson. I think the guy that's going to give Georgia an element that they haven't had since Miko Hardman is Arian Smith. 
The most complete receiver of the group is Marcus Rosamy. Think a bigger Riley Ridley when it comes to that. And then Lad McConkey is another guy that you, you look for that slot receiver, the guy that can wiggle and get it free on anybody, can, can defeat blanket coverage, press coverage with short space quickness, ball skills. I think that's Lad McConkey. I think that was a home run late sign for Georgia with somebody that shows Georgia's trying to evolve and become something different than it's been in the passing game and with what Todd Munkin is bringing to the offense. I don't think if Todd Munkin is not the coordinator at Georgia, I don't think Lad McConkey ends up signing in this class unless George is trying to do something different with the type of receivers they've recruited in years past. Lad's only about 5'11 and a half, about 175 pounds right now. Got some good stuff there. Thanks to everybody for joining us. Thanks to everybody for uh, taking some time to uh, check us out. Uh, Chris Slim White has a question. What recruits fit the best to you? I think the running backs are all a great fit for Georgia, those target types. Uh, I think Marcus Min, um, excuse me, Micah Morris and Amarius Mims and Terrence Ferguson. I know the trend has been for Georgia to go uh, outside the state, outside the SEC footprint for a lot of guys. It would be highly convenient for Georgia to lock up two of those names or three of those names in the 2021 class. Georgia is in an enviable spot, really strong up there at the top with a lot of those guys. Um, let me make sure um, we take a glance at everybody hanging out on YouTube and in the Dog Nation forum. Uh, hope everybody's liked the show so far. Let me know what you thought about Tony Grimes. Let me know what you thought about that little brief interview where we had we had to go back and get a good Tate Ratledge story right there as well. Um, <laughs> Dennis Wilson on YouTube says uh, uh, Georgia's coming for that number one recruiting spot. They want to make he wants to make it a series. Uh, Bulldogs Mafia wants Jaden Thomas and Savion Bird. Uh, you guys have had a couple weeks now. Also, wanted to know how you guys feel about uh, the format. Hey, let's get a quick YouTube. Facebook poll. What do you think about the green background right now? I know people have been asking about and We've had some internal chatter about the green background. This show is called, called Before the Hedges. Obviously, we try to get something green back there to simulate the hedges. Did you guys notice that? How do you like the look? I'm sure everybody would like to have that Georgia Bulldog red behind us, but how do you, how do you, feel, about that? Um, how do you feel about that green background right there? All right, guys, uh, that's what we got there tonight for Before the Hedges. First of all, thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for hanging out. We, I, I love doing this with you guys. It gives us a chance to expand some of our uh, field of vision with all the stuff we cover. Uh, look for some stories coming up on dognation.com shortly. I'm going to have a, a good extended conversation with more of that little snippet you saw with Tony Grimes right there. We're going to talk to a couple other members of the 2021 class. I got a big 2021 interview I've been sitting on, 2022 interview I've been sitting on for a while. Can't wait to write that up for you. Um, folks, do us a favor. Tell everybody about before the hedges, hey, those folks at your tailgate, those folks you hang out with and you go see on Saturday nights, go out to dinner with on the weekend, tell them about before the hedges. Tell them about that new school, old school time slot now that we've moved to 6 o'clock at night. Maybe that's 
when you guys get home and you're decompressing from all the all the traffic maybe it's after you come back from your your grocery run on your way home to your favorite neighborhood kroger got to thank kroger for making uh everything we do here at dog nation a possibility allowing us to bring a lot of our coverage a lot of our shows a lot of our concepts for the way to cover this georgia football program to each and every one of you out there as well uh, for my buddy Connor Riley behind the glass, who does everything so smoothly for us here at Dog Nation, I'm Jeff Sintel. Thanks for joining us on Before the Hedges. We'll check you out next week, and we'll see you on the pages of dognation.com.